Thanks so much for joining our Women in Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. Uh, I have here with me today my friend Janine Lopez, and we're wrapping up the fourth of four sessions uh, looking at time management, and this time we're going to talk about serving in church. So even though we're podcasting during the shelter-at-home order, we're here sitting about six feet apart, and uh, we're making sure that we're staying safe here with hand sanitizer and Clorox wipes as well. Yes. Uh, So again, we're going to talk about serving in church, and Janine, let me ask you to begin with, uh, before we talk about actually serving in church, how did you get saved? Uh, How did you, or when did you get your life right with Christ? I mean, I look at you and your marriage and your husband, your sons, and I think, oh my goodness, perfect life. Have you always been this perfect, or was there a time that you were not tracking the way you are now. Yeah, God had to do a big work in my life, that <laughs> is for sure. Um, growing up here in Orange County, mm-hmm. I had you know comfortable home, comfortable mm-hmm. family. We went to church once in a while, but then I was completely living for myself. Wow. I was just doing everything I felt like, and that was just bringing me lower and lower. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just grab everything I could around me thinking I could experience it, and it was bringing me lower and lower on my life. Wow. But back in um, August of 1987, Mm -hmm. God radically transformed me. Wow. I had pretty much hit bottom, and God knows how stubborn I am, and so he allowed me to get to the end of my rope, so the only place I could look was up. Wow. And God got me out of that, and he renewed my mind, renewed my heart, just changed me completely from the inside out back in 1987. Wow. And it's all to his glory because I made such a mess of my life Hmm. on my own. Really? And he truly transformed me. And uh, one of my favorite verses, um, Romans 5, 8, Hmm. for God demonstrated his own love towards us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. And God does doesn't just say that he loves us, but he demonstrated it. And not for the perfect, nice person, but for his enemy, for sinners, mm. Christ died for us. And that's, you know, my example. Right. And after he renewed me, um, I was just so excited with this new life that I wanted to serve everywhere wow. I could. Wow. So any opportunity I had at church, I wanted to get involved. Um, I was able to serve in... Um, in tech and the sound ministry, with some of the women's groups, teaching wow. the children, just different mm. things like that. Just any opportunity, I was there and I wanted to serve. Wow, that's fantastic. So when you um, when you realized that you needed to turn from your sins and put your trust in Christ, was that someone had preached a sermon to you? Someone had you know shared the gospel with you? I, what? What well, was the, the real catalyst there? It was pretty a long journey. Um, I had basically alienated myself from all of my former friends and family and pretty isolated, but God broke through because everywhere I went, he had a real Christian right next to me, and I could see the difference. Wow. And so um, I started going back to school, and there was some real um, Christians in my college classes. The mm-hmm. place where I was working 
um, the departments around me, there were some real Christians, and I saw that difference. And then I saw how empty my life was wow. before Jesus. Wow. And I could see their true love and commitment and that it was a supernatural God thing mm-hmm. and wow. nothing that they were generating themselves. Right. And um, through that, I started to listen to uh, Christian broadcasting on the okay. radio. Mm-hmm. And then one of the... Um, Pastors that I listened to on the Christian radio had a church um, near us here mm-hmm. in Laguna Hills, mm-hmm. and then I started going to that church, wow. and it was several months, and I just kept taking it in and taking mm. it in, and it was God's Word mm. that transformed me so in cool. August of 1987. Wow. so cool. Yeah. And I love the way that you say that, you know, that led you to immediately want to serve. And, you know, we see that in the New Testament, that when people love God, they love his people and they want to serve him. So I'm so glad that we're talking about serving in church as, you know, the final of our time management episodes, because this is something that we do have to make time for. If we love Jesus, we'll express that love to him by serving in his church. I know um, the passage that we've been looking at, um, kind of our springboard passage on these four sessions is the Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. It's been a verse that I've been meditating on a lot recently, looking carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Making the best use of the time would clearly involve serving at church and being a part of the church that we call our church home. So, you know, what would you say just in getting us to think about this topic, serving in church, um, how would you get us to see that this is a need for us, that it's not something that only the pastor does or only the people who are on staff? Right. I think a lot of ladies really desire to serve, but they feel they're so overwhelmed with their schedule. And so that's why we spent those first three episodes trying to get our schedule into a place where we can carve out some time to serve. Yeah. And But then on the other hand, a lot of people they say, oh, those church tasks, they should be done by the professionals. Right. We, we pay our offerings, let them do all the serving. Yes, yeah. But the Bible declares that that is not true. So mm. in Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, it says that God gave us shepherds and teach, teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Mm. So the shepherds and teachers are not to be doing all the work. Wow. They're equipping us for the lay people in the congregation to be doing the work of the ministry. Wow, that's interesting. And that is different than the way that a lot of people look at that. Like you said, we do feel like, why aren't they doing all the work? But if they're doing the work they're called to do, it's helping us to serve in the church and to do the work of ministry. Super encouraging. Yeah, and um, God's gifted each one of us for a different um, function. Like we learn in Ephesians 4.16, The passage continues, when each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Mm -hmm. So as we all come together where God has us to serve, Mm -hmm. then the body of Christ is functioning properly and we're building ourselves up in love. So good. Yeah. So that's from the same passage there, that Ephesians 4, and you can see how that 
comes full circle there. Yes. Saying that we will grow and be built up in love. And I know um, I started to learn this a while ago as well, that it's not that the pastors and the staff need to be doing all the serving and all the ministry at church and how, you know, we could even lose out on just reward in this life and the life to come because we're not using the gifts and the the skills, the talents, the abilities that God's given us and expects us to use as a part of his church. Um, Super interesting. Now, what about somebody that might say, well, you know, if you're doing those things, it seems like you're trying to earn your way into heaven. Like, you know, maybe some of the cults out there who are knocking on doors or riding bicycles, feeling like if they don't do all these things, then they're not going to be saved. I mean, what's the difference there between serving out of love and out of a response for gratitude of your salvation and serving trying to get saved. Right. That's so important to know that we are not saved by works. Mm. And I love that passage in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, Mm -hmm. for by grace you have been saved through faith, not as a result of works that no one would boast. Mm. So it's not we're saved by works, but after we're saved, then we want to genuinely do those works. And um, the passage continues in Ephesians 2, 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good Mm, works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. So the thought that God has prepared things for us to serve in, Mm -hmm. it's just so exciting. And then when you see the thing come about um, for his glory and his honor, it's so exciting. Just Mm. you want to keep serving more and more. Right. That's so neat how that passage in 2, 8, 9, and 10 uses works on both sides of the equation, uh, uses works in both ways that we're not saved by works. And yet at the same time, if we're saved, there will be works. Yes. So that's really fun to see how that passage puts works in its right place there and shows that the works are generated by our salvation, are generated by our gratitude, our love for what Christ has done for us. Yes. And, you know, I, I think even with you sharing your Um, testimony in a sense, saying that, you know, God allowed you to get to a really dark place and a bad place and then, you know, lifted you up, uh, snatched you from the kingdom of darkness, transferred you to the kingdom of light and how your immediate response was to serve. Yes. And it's neat that, you know, that love expresses itself in tangible ways like that. Yes, Very cool. So um, what about, you know, the person that's sitting out there, they're thinking, okay, I'm shelter at home right now. I can't serve at church. Uh, But I do know that, or I'm thinking that I know that I should serve at church. Um, What do I do? What should they do if they're just sitting there sheltering at home and they're wondering what in the world does God want me to do? Right. Um, One of the examples in my life, I think, number one, you just need to pray to see where God has an opening for you. Mm. And an example in my life is uh, about 10 years ago, they closed our Orange County plant, and then I had the offer to go up to the Los Angeles plant, Mm -hmm. and it was in the time of the recession, so I took advantage of that. But then I had to take the train, Mm. so that was two hours each way, so I was literally trapped on the train for four hours a day. Whoa, that's half a normal work day. Yes, and... I was coming from a place where I was 
involved in church, excited to serve. I loved all the ministry I was um, had mm-hmm. the opportunity to do. And now I'm trapped for four hours on right. this train. Yes. How can I serve when I'm trapped on a train? You can't, so, right? Well, I prayed. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. God, I know you have a way that I can serve. Mm. I know I feel like I'm stuck here, but mm-hmm. I prayerfully opened that door that I could step out and mm. serve. Mm. And it wasn't too long after that that I saw in the church bulletin there was an opening to serve on the retreat committee. Oh, wow. And I'm like, whoa, retreat committee, this is yeah. great. I'd love to do that. So I went to the meeting, mm-hmm. and all of the other positions were taken except the one that was to organize the registration hmm. and place the hundreds of ladies wow. together in their rooms at the retreat. Wow, that's right. And I so rejoiced because that was something I could do on the train. Wow, wow. I Praise could God. download yeah. those spreadsheets yeah. and those lists of the ladies yeah. and do my four hours mm. on the train and organize that. Very cool. And so... Thankfully, he opened a door for me to serve, mm-hmm. and then um, and then you have that gift as well. Yeah, I I do you enjoy really good with those spreadsheets and diagrams and organizing data and helping us to see how the numbers all play together. Right, and so God opened a door that mm-hmm. specifically fits where He's gifted yeah, and given right. me the ability to do. So just praying that God would open a door for you to find a place to serve where you can use your unique gifts? Yes. So maybe it's in hospitality. Mm-hmm. So maybe um, you want to serve where you can serve the different ladies in with the food ministry or as a greeter, mm-hmm. or maybe you feel um, your gifting is more as a teacher, mm-hmm. and then you could step up to be one of the, um, the kids' men Sunday school yeah, teachers. Right. And I know that it's easy to feel like you're stuck where like, say, um, a mom with young children, mm-hmm. I'm too stuck, I don't have time to serve. Yeah. But maybe think about serving with the baby or the toddler that you have right mm-hmm. now, and that could be your little bit of an open door. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you know, serving in NAVMO mm-hmm. where somebody else could watch your child right. and you could use that experience that you have right. to reach out to those unsaved moms out there in the neighborhood. Yeah, oh, that's great. You know, what about um, somebody who they really want to serve in a certain area, but they're not realizing that maybe that's not where they're gifted? Like, let's say somebody wants to serve on the worship team, and they're just not really gifted to serve on the worship team. Or maybe they do want to be a teacher, but they're not really gifted to be a teacher. Or maybe they want to manage data, but they just don't like working with, you know, the computer and different software tools. How do we how do we figure out what it is that we're good at doing and we're supposed to be doing? Right. So maybe you want to be on the worship team, but all you can do is make a joyful noise. <laughs> yeah. Then that's not where you're called. Right. But maybe you can work in the tech behind the scenes. Mm. So you're still part of right. your desire to serve yeah. with worship, mm. but that's you would good. be running the slides right. or you know helping mix the soundboard mm-hmm. or the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there's that old saying I like to say. It's easier to steer a car when it's moving on the street than Mm. when it's parked in a driveway. True. So start with something small. Mm. So say you want to go be, you know, teach all the children in the kids' men. You want to be a Sunday school teacher. Right. But 
if that's not your calling, you can mm -hmm. start with something small. Maybe you can help with the crafts. Maybe mm -hmm. you can help be an assistant behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And as you get that car moving in ministry, you can see, oh, well, maybe this is not my correct fit. Right. I'm going to direct it and steer right. what I'm doing into another area. Well, so you're saying it's okay to try one area and then feel like that wasn't a good fit and then try something else? And I think if you start with something small, mm -hmm. that you try it right. and... Like, for example, with the women's events, I know there's a lot of ladies who want to help organize table seatings and, mm -hmm. you know, all the 650 ladies right. that attend different events. But then they step into it and they, oh, this right. is more than I signed up for. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so start with something small. Start mm -hmm. with something behind the scenes right. where you can see that task in action and yeah. say, yeah, I, right. I really enjoy serving with those kids. So I'm going to step out a little more, maybe in Awana and do right. something behind the scenes. And right. then the following um, year, then you can jump into being more of an overseer, more a leader. in Right. Right. Yeah. I, I like that you bring that up. I think that's important because I think uh, a lot of times in our culture, we want to be at the top. And we don't want to start with the baby steps. We don't want to be, you know, somebody who rotates in every fourth Sunday for 15 minutes or whatever it is. We want to be at the top. And so you're saying just start with the baby steps and, you know, do something small, but do something. Yes. yes. What about someone who's listening and says, but I really have nothing to offer? I mean, I have no giftings. I don't sing. I don't do tech. I hate computers. I, I don't teach. I don't even like kids. I mean, there's nothing for me. What would you say to that? Well, maybe stuffing the bulletins, you know? Mm, you right. can You can put the inserts in the bulletins, or right. maybe you can be in hospitality and set out the, the coffee and the water and the donuts. Right. But you wouldn't call those spiritual gifts, would you? Oh, yes, because... Um, wow. Well, in 1 Corinthians... 12, 18 through 26, mm -hmm. it talks about how God has arranged all the members of the body and each one of them as he chose. Mm. So he's given each one of us giftings and there's many parts, yet one body. Mm -hmm. So if one member suffers, we all suffer together. And if one member is honored, we can all rejoice together. Mm. So maybe you should be just the behind the scenes to start with. Right. And then as you feel led, then you can, you know, prayerfully join another aspect of the team. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah. I would say definitely, you know, with this whole shelter at home now is definitely the time to, you know, as we even said in our last episode, push the reset button in a sense. I mean, start thinking about what's important and what should be priorities in our life. Uh, our relationship with God is, of course, to be the priority yes. of our life, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, as we said, Bible study and prayer, and serving in church as well. I mean, this is a great time to really, as you said, Janine, be prayerful about this, to be saying, God, what is it that you would have me to do at my church? Uh, where is my gifting? How could I step up even in a small way and just say, I'd like to get involved in this when, you know, things settle down, or maybe I can get involved right now by, you know, getting on a team or, you know, meeting in Zoom group conferences or, you know, praying for people, encouraging people, whatever it is that God's calling us to do. But it is important that we serve in church. Do you think that, uh, what do you think, um, or what would you say, 
like in conclusion, in a sense, to the person who just said, I'm a Christian, I love God, but I'm not going to serve at church? I think if you look at the reasons why, is it because you're so exhausted and overwhelmed because your kids are running around crazy and your yeah. schedule is out of control, Right. then try some of those first steps that we explained in episode one through three. Mm-hmm. And But I think that as we want to give God our time, mm-hmm. our money as an offering, it's not to, to pay him back, but it's out of our love yeah. and, and our how we're overjoyed that mm-hmm. he delivered us. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, you know, this time for me is a refreshment so mm-hmm. we can rest and mm-hmm. be in prayer about how we can serve later. Right. But try to just get your home in order right. and, and pray and say, God, I know I should serve. Lead me to the right place. Mm-hmm. Start small. Don't start anything big. Don't mm-hmm. try to be the head of anything to start right. with. Right. Because then you'll see that, you know, the, right. <laughs> right. it's overwhelming. Right, yes. But start with those baby steps, mm. and you will see the joy as yeah. you serve yes. in these little steps, and you're mm. like, wow, so I good. was used. Mm-hmm. I was able to participate. This is great. Right. And then you want to step up to something more the yeah. next time. Yeah, so good. Such wise words. We would encourage you all to be prayerful about this, and then you know, reach out, contact someone in your church who could help network you or set you up with where you could be serving. Make that commitment, and you know, serve in church because it gives you the opportunity to make a difference that will last eternally. Yes. And that is, in the end, the best way we could manage our time. Amen. Spending it with God and making an eternal difference. Well, thanks so much for listening to our series. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Um, Share it with your friends, like it, or comment in the comment box if you're listening on a um, podcast app that allows you to like or comment, because as you do that, it helps us to go up in the feed a little bit. Uh, Feel free to email us with any questions that you have or topics that you might want to hear about. You can email WF, that's for Women in Faith, WF at compasschurch.org. And uh, I look forward to meeting you next time as we talk about a new topic. Thank you. Thanks, Janine. 